Welcome to an inspirational message from Creekwood Church. We hope that you have an encounter with God and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. Let's get into our teaching today. And if you've got your Bibles, go to John chapter 10. As I said a few moments ago, it is great to see you guys. I always love getting to connect with you guys on the weekend. And, um, you know, I really believe that um, what I'm going to share with you today um, is really something God has been speaking to me in my life about. And so we were going to look at the scripture in John chapter 10 in just a few moments, but I want to begin by asking you two questions today. And you guys got to sleep in today. You didn't come to the 930. You're here at the 11 o'clock. Y'all are rested, right? So we're going to have fun, and I'm going to ask you these questions I want you to answer out loud, uh, participate. We'll get out of here a lot quicker if y'all participate. Uh, I know y'all want to beat the Baptist, the Lubies today, so let's get out, you know. Y'all don't participate. We'll be here till 3 o'clock today. I'm kidding. But the first question I want to ask you is, is the Bible true? Okay, eight people participated. (laughs) Is the Bible true? All right, that's awesome. I love that. The next question I want to ask you, is Jesus real? Yes. I like that. That's pretty good. Uh, So if the Bible is true and Jesus is real, then that means that what Jesus says in the Bible about you is true. And one (laughs) one of the things that I want you to understand is that Jesus communicated that one of the things that you are going to experience as a, as a Christ follower is that you're going to hear his voice, that he's going to speak into your life. The Bible says in John chapter 10, verse 27, this is Jesus speaking, explaining that he's the shepherd and we are his sheep, and this is what he says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. What a powerful scripture. So one of the things that that we understand that if, and we know this, Jesus is real, the Bible is true. Jesus says one of the marks of a follower of Christ is they hear me. They listen for me. They hear me. God's voice in their life. The problem with this for a lot of us today, when I talk about you hearing God's voice, a lot of us have a lot of misconceptions about hearing God's voice. And for one, some of us, we watch TV, and you've seen some TV preacher get on there and say, I've heard from God, and you need to send in $1,000 tonight, or you're not going to make it. And you are like, oh, that's a little weird. For, for, for some of you also, you, you know the Bible says that God speaks into our life, but he reminds us of things. And you think that what God wants to do is he is like this angry God that every time he speaks into your life, he's going to remind you of your past and all the bad stuff you've done in your past. And you are like, I don't need to be reminded. I'm trying to forget about this. Do you know that, that shame can be one of the greatest obstacles in our life to hearing God's voice in our life. And a lot of us have this misconception that we think that God's, only time God wants to speak into our life is that he's just going to remind us of a bunch of junk. For some of you also, it, it, you've got friends, you know people, 
that they just go around all the time saying, man, God spoke to me and I've got a word for you and God's been speaking to me and God speaks to me all the time and you are like, will you be quiet? Because I've been asking God to give me, to say one thing to me and he doesn't say anything to me. And so you kind of feel like less of a Christian because you're like, I've been trying to get God to speak to me and I just don't know about all this. And what I want you to hear me today is that, that if you're not taking time, if you're not valuing the voice of God in your life and understanding the power of God's voice, you're missing out of something incredible in your life. That part of being a Christ follower, part of being a follower of Christ is the fact that we all are supposed to listen to God and God that God wants to speak into our life. And I, I believe that there are several barriers. If you want to take notes today and, and, and um, write some of these things down, there's several barriers, barriers uh, to hearing God's voice in our life. There's a lot of different ones we could talk about, but I, I, I specifically chose these two because I think they're probably two of the biggest ones in our life. Number one, one of the greatest barriers in our life is, is write the word down, environment. Environment. When I say the word environment as it relates to hearing from God, a lot of us... Um, if we, if we think about our prayers, most of us pray for God to speak into our environment. In other words, most of your prayers are about, God, would you show me where I'm supposed to live? Should I buy a house on Matlock? Or should we go like towards Joe Pool Lake? God... Um, you know, Kennedale's kind of looking good. The taxes are not as high over there. God, I know you're not calling me to live in Burleson. I'm just kidding. I live out that way. Y'all don't get offended. Everybody from Burleson is like, I don't like this church. Come on, baby. Let's get out of here. We're asking God that. We're asking all these environmental questions. Some of you are married and you're asking God to give you a new spouse. Don't. Like, don't elbow your spouse. But you're asking God, you're like, God, something happened here. I need a trade-in. You don't say it out loud, but you're really praying because you would like really God to either change him or take him out. <laughs> Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. You've been married a little while. After a while, you're like, man. They're just not what you thought they were going to be. And you're asking secretly, asking God to give you a new spouse. You're asking God to, man, God, would you give me another job? And man, it's just, we could talk on and on about all the environmental. We're always wanting to change our environment. But one of the things that I know about all of us is that wherever we are at, that's where we are. So, Yes, God, changing your environment is important, but you're still there. And I think a lot of us spend our life, listen to me, a lot of us spend our life asking God to bless our dysfunctional lives. We know our lives are jacked up, dysfunctional, messed up, and we're begging God, would you please speak into this dysfunctional life? 
And I think we're asking the wrong questions. I, I think this goes even way back to when we first, a lot of us remember when you first became a Christian and you were kind of going, y'all remember old school church where you went to church Sunday night, Sunday morning, Wednesday night, every night of the week? And it was all about what you don't do and what you do. And your first question was, well, what do I need to give up? And the preacher told you, well, do you listen to secular music? And you said, well, yes, sir. And they said to you, well, you need to burn that music. So Elvira went up in flames. Boot, scoot, and boogie was gone in flames. You burned it all. And you were like, what else do I need to do? And it was all about you asking questions about, and, and this is all your relationship has been. And you moved on now to asking God the wrong, I think we ask God the wrong questions. We're asking God to speak into our environment. And I want you to hear me. I, I know when I talk about God speaking to us, it gets a little weird again. And, and I'm not talking about you hearing some audible voice. I've never heard an audible voice. But do you know that God can speak to you, to you through a thought? Listen to me. If God spoke to somebody in the Bible through a donkey, God can speak to you through your friends. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying anything about your friends. Some of you are, yeah, my friends are. Donkey. Uh, but do you know that God can speak to you through thoughts? Why, why is it, I mean, just for example, why is it when you talk about thoughts that I can have a bad thought like, like I can think, you know, I can't ever do anything right. Or I'm not good at anything. And, and automatically, when I think those negative thoughts, I think it's the devil. But when I have a positive thought and I'm thinking about, you know what, man, I, I, I've got purpose in my life and I can do this. And I, I am caught, like I start thinking about those positive things. You know what I automatically do is I want to take credit for it. The negative ones I want to blame on the devil. The positive ones I want to take credit for. What if the positive thoughts that you're having in your mind, it's actually God speaking into your life? Another big one is volume. This is, this is a, a, again, another big area that I think that keeps us. The volume in our lives keeps us from hearing God. And, you know, um, the pace of our family's lives, are, it's just crazy. We're all going like a, a thousand miles an hour. And it's easy to just kind of not be paying attention. This, this, God had a way of speaking to me this Friday. He speaks to me in different ways. But, you know, um, this last week I went down on, uh, to Houston for a funeral and on my way back. And I don't know if you're like me. When I get ready to go home, I'm ready to go home. And I'm like, babe, we got to make good time. Like, if you got to go to the bathroom, you need to make it quick. We got to get, it's like we're on a race, you know, like, <laughs> that's how I am. I got to get home. And, and I, I, like, we get back, get back into Mansfield and the traffic's real bad on, on Debbie Lane right there with the construction. I'm like, I'm going to shoot through downtown Mansfield. So I'm like, Mario Andretti. I'm going through downtown Mansfield, and I'm getting there. I get up over the bridge, get down to New Patterson, stop at the light, look in my rearview mirror, and I see a police officer just parked there behind me. And I'm like, dear Jesus, help me. 
And I leaned over to my wife and I said, babe, I don't know if I'm going to get a ticket, but there's a cop. His lights are not on, so just relax. (laughs) And she's like, see, I've been telling you, you need to slow down. I'm like, great, you're being Holy Spirit Junior right now? You decide you want to be Holy Spirit Junior with me and get on to me at this moment of my crisis. Like, I'm like, I hope I get fixing my seatbelt and all this stuff, sitting up. Take a left, and boom, his lights come on. I'm like, preacher's busted. <laughs> I pull into the shell station, and I'm like, Jesus, I'll serve you for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm like praying, asking God. My wife's like, I told you, you need to slow down. He comes up, asks me driver's license, insurance. I'm like, yes, sir. No, sir. Oh, he said, uh, is there some emergency? He said, because I clocked you going 65 and a 30. Some of y'all are like, some of y'all are like, man, our pastor is heathen. <laughs> going that fast. I, I was like, he goes back to his car, and my wife's like, you're going to get a big old ticket, 65. And I'm like, why are you celebrating in my You know, it's like when you fail and your friends are like, yeah, that's it. You deserve it. But because of the grace and the mercy of God, I didn't get a ticket. I deserved it. I'm telling you, I deserved it. I wasn't paying attention. I was going so fast. I wasn't paying attention. Listen to me. A lot of us today, our life is going so fast. We're not paying attention to what God is trying to say to us. It's just crazy. Can you honestly tell me that you can sustain the pace of your family the way it's going and have health and have the moments where God can speak into your life? Listen to me. I know this is going to make me sound like I'm, I'm an old guy and I'm kind of getting on to y'all and, and listen to it. Yes, I'm getting old and I am getting on to you a little bit tonight. But your son and your daughter doesn't have to play every sport that comes along. I know your little Bubba comes home and says he wants to play ping pong, and you're like, yes, we'll sign up for that tournament, and I'll drive you to Amarillo on the weekends to play ping pong. (laughs) Then he comes back, and I'm like, man, I love horseback riding, Daddy. Can we do that? Yeah, we'll go to Waco on the weekends. We get back from Amarillo. I'll run you right over there. Some of y'all have been doing crack because you're doing too much. It's crazy. The speed of your life is just out of control. Men, listen to me. And I know, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm going to offend you when I say this, but some of you need to man up and be the spiritual leaders of your home. You need to be the spiritual leader of your home and say, listen, we're not going to do everything that comes along. This is craziness. So what happens is a lot of us, we, we overcorrect in our life and we're trying to give our kids what we didn't have and, and we don't realize what we're doing is we're really harming our kids because of this. Listen, one of the most valuable things you can teach your kids is how to hear God's voice. You want to be frustrated as a parent, try to make everything happen and make your, their life perfect. But you teach your kid how to hear from God, it's going to change them. 
You know, my mom and dad used to do something that used to drive me crazy. Those of you that know me well know that I'm, I'm wound. I, I was a problem child. I've always been hyper. I can't, my attention span is so fast. And my parents used to do this, that they'd say, you know what, we're going to turn off everything. We're all going to come in here. We're going to sit around the living room. We're going to pray a little bit. We're going to have a devotional. And then we're going to just kind of be quiet. And we're going to just spend some time in, in silence. And I was like, y'all are killing me. How much longer? I, I hated it. But I'm telling you, those were moments that marked me. There were moments that were so powerful in my life because there were moments that, although they were torture at the beginning in my life, but there were moments that I learned to just kind of be in the presence of God. Why is it so important for me to hear from God, for God to speak into my life? I mean, have you ever thought about that? Do you know that when God speaks into your life, it's, he's not speaking just to give you information. When God speaks into your life, God is creating something. I want you to get that today. When God speaks into your life, when you hear a word in your heart, in your spirit, God's not doing it just to give you information. He is creating something inside of you. See, listen to me. Far greater then God speaking into your environment is that God, listen, that side of your life is important and God cares about that side of your life. But what, where the side that God wants to speak into where you're going to hear his voice is when you start asking God to speak into your identity. You start asking God to speak into your identity and, and to who you are in your life and it changes your life. See, listen to me. If I know who I am and, and my identity, God has spoken into my identity, it really doesn't matter where I live and what kind of job I have. See, that, that, that's the side that most of us don't want to think about, that we don't want to, to stop long enough and say to God, God, why is it that I lose my temper so much? What if you stopped and instead of praying for about this house or whether you're going to go to Chachas or wherever today and God, would you please show us? You stopped and you, when your prayers, you started praying about something different and asking the right questions saying, God, would you speak to me about why is it that, that every time I face a trial, man, I, I want to bail on you? God, would you show me if, uh, how much you love me? God, why is it that I keep sabotaging my life? See, listen to me. There's, a, there's change with environmental change, but there's nothing like when you get changed on the inside. And see, God wants to speak to the identity side of your life. See, God is not speaking to you just to give you information. God is creating something when he's depositing. There's something being formed inside of you. Do you know that 13 years ago when I was a youth pastor in Houston and God spoke to me to move to Mansfield to start a church, it wasn't just information. God was creating something. 
When God speaks to you about starting a business or changing your business or doing something that sounds so crazy, God's not just giving you information. God is speaking it into being. How many of you want to hear from God now? I want God to speak into my being. I want him to speak into my soul because when God speaks, things happen. He is creating something. Go back to Genesis, to the beginning. Do you know when God created the light, he didn't say, I want somebody to go get a lamp. He didn't tell the angels, would y'all go get a, you know, energy saving light bulb? And then somebody, will y'all please go plug this in because it sure is dark over here. No, when he created the light, he spoke it and it happened. You read about Jesus and the disciples when they're crossing over the the sea and the big storm comes and, and Jesus is asleep and and, and the boat is rocking back and forth. And Peter goes to Jesus and he says, don't you care that we're going to die here? What does Jesus do? He gets up and he speaks to the storm and it stops. Listen to me. This is why you need to hear from God. Why you need God to speak into your life. He's calling things out of you. All of your... in insecurities. And you've heard me talk about my fear of being in front of people, my anxiety, my panic attacks. I've talked to you about all that stuff. And most of you don't believe me because you see me standing up here. But I couldn't stand up here had I not heard from God and God created something inside of me that I didn't see in myself. This is the power of you hearing from God. And it's going to take you saying, moving beyond of just begging God to change your environment and turning down the volume in your life and saying, God, I'm going to get on my face. I want to be a different man. Would you speak something different? Would you show me why, why it is that I lose my temper all the time? Why is it that I, I struggle with offense all the time? Why, what are the wounds that are going on inside of my life that are sabotaging me? Some of you listen to me. The past is beating you up. And you need a fresh word inside of your heart of how much God loves you. And that you are God's son. You are God's daughter. See, this is, this is so powerful. And parents, listen to me. I, I, and I, I'm just going to say this. Our Monday, night, our Monday nights during this 21 days of prayer have been so incredible. And I've watched so many of you bring your kids up here, and I've watched your kids praying. And I, I want to say this again. One of the most powerful things you can do is to teach your kids to connect with God and to hear God because God starts to speak to them and gives them dreams about their life. Don't you want your son or your daughter to hear God instead of to hear our culture? To hear God, what is God speaking over their life? You know, the scripture that Pastor Keith read, and it's just an incredible passage of scripture that about the walls of Jericho fallen. And it's, it's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. And I, I love that it's, it's just incredible. And we all love that story. You know, if you've been a Christian for very long, you've, you've heard about the walls of Jericho falling. And it's easy to just kind of go, you know, that's a neat story. But I don't think we really know 
and understand what it's like to walk in their sandals. To be facing such an impossible, possible, an impossible thing in their lives. Jericho's walls were 30 feet high, 25 feet wide. Scholars tell us that there was a great ravine in front of the walls that you couldn't even get close to the walls. And the Israelites are, are facing this Jericho moment, this Jericho city in front of them. And they're like, this is crazy. And, and it's an amazing story of the power of God. But do you know that a lot of us believe that the story of Jericho started in Joshua chapter 6 and yet I want to show you that it didn't start at the moment of the miracle. It started way before that. That you go back to the beginning and you start to read in, from the first chapters in Joshua, you start to see a man that God is speaking into his life. Where God speaks to Joshua and he says, be strong and courageous. God was creating inside of Joshua and bring something into being that he was making him a man that is strong and courageous. Listen to Joshua chapter 5, verse 13. This is, what, this is before the battle begins. This is what took place. Now, when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him. And underlying these words, it says, With a drawn sword in his hand, Joshua went up to him and asked him, Are you for us or for our enemies? Which is a great question to ask a dude with a sword. Like, dude, you look really cool. Hope you're fighting with us. Neither, he replied, but as the commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, what message does my Lord have for his service? The commander of the Lord's army replied. And these are the words that are going to sound so familiar to you when you hear it. It says, take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. See, the reason it sounds familiar is this is the same kind of moment that Moses had. And Moses is in the presence of God. Joshua's having that same kind of moment, getting him ready. See, this is, this is the value and what I love this is that he hears the words that, man, all of us would love to hear. Is it? This is the, the person that's with you, and I'm the commander of the Lord's army, and I've got a kick-butt army with me, and we're going to take this thing down. I'm gonna, I know some of you are like, did pastor just say but? I did. But what I, the reason I'm telling you that with strong words is that I think that a lot of us need a fresh view of the power of God. That we don't serve a weenie God. We serve a powerful God. And you start, listen to me, there are going to be moments, some of you right now are in the midst of a Jericho moment. I, I know some of you are looking at me and you're going, Pastor Stephen, what are you talking about Jericho moment? I don't understand about Jericho moment. I live in Mansfield. Have you seen my 401k? I've got a great house and a nice car. I don't have no Jericho moment. Then there's the real smart people here that know what I'm talking about. That you've got a 15, 16-year-old girl that you've talked to her, and your daughter, you've talked to her and talked to her about things. She's not listening. You've taken her to talk to counselors. She's not listening. It's a Jericho moment for you. The wall is 35 
30 feet tall, 25 feet wide. It's a Jericho moment. She's not listening. There's no breakthrough. Some of you have gotten a diagnosis of cancer in your life. The walls are 30 feet high, 25 feet wide. It's a Jericho moment. Some of you, you're in a marriage where she's told you or he's told you, I don't think I love you anymore. I don't want to be with you. And it's your Jericho moment. It's 30 feet high, 25 feet high. What are you going to do? You're looking at it and you're frozen. What you need more than anything else in your life is you need God to speak into your life. See, God gives, begins to give him this, this instruction, and you see this. It, it's just a, Joshua chapter 6. It says, now Jericho was tightly shut up because of the Israelites. No one went out. No one came in. Verse 2 says, then the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its kings and its fighting men. See, God gives him a promise, and I want you to stop right there and think about this. Do you know that we as Christ followers, we don't operate out of a problem. We operate out of promises from God. A lot of us, we we are so focused on the problem, what we need is a promise from God about our circumstance. And God is going to speak into your circumstance some things, if you'll listen to them, that for you maybe it doesn't make sense. I mean, you think about what God, God, God told Joshua, listen, see, his confidence is so high because he's heard from God. His, he's, he's heard from God that it doesn't matter what God asks him to do, he's going to trust him. And see, there, there comes a time in your life, and I believe that every day we have a decision to, to make. Are we going to trust God and what he says Or are we going to believe what we see? Are you able to trust God what what he is speaking into your life over what you see? I know you see a Jericho moment inside in front of you. God speaks to him and he says, I want you to go around this city seven times. I want you to march around it seven times each for seven days. And on the seventh day, I want you to march around seven times. And then I want you to blow the trumpet. I mean, don't. Don't miss this. This is weird. This is crazy. You know the soldiers were thinking, we're, we're used to fighting people. We want to fight some people, and we want to do this. And he's like, you're not going to have to fight this. God's going to do this. And I believe this speaks to all of us is that God's continually going to put us in circumstances in our life where it is beyond our own human ability. It requires God doing it. And listen to me. God spoke to him about something that he was going to do. And and after he did it, nobody could take the credit but God. This is important. I believe that a lot of us are trying to fight our own Physical battles we're trying to fight. You're trying to figure out how to, how to solve this with your teenage daughter, your teenage son. You're trying to figure it out about your marriage. And what you need more than anything else is you need a fresh word from God. For some of you, maybe it's going to sound so crazy that God's going to speak to you. And he says, you know what? You need to forgive those that have hurt you in the past. And the, the word forgiveness sounds just as crazy to you as 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 the people of Israel that heard Joshua say, you need to march around seven times, you're like, forgive, that sounds crazy. 
See, God's going to speak to you at the root of what's going on in your life. If you'll listen. If you'll take a moment and you'll say, God, would you truly speak into my life? Listen, I know we all have a long old list of all the things we want to do. and What we want God to do in our lives. But would you take a moment today and say, God, would you speak into my identity? God, would you speak into me? Because I know when you speak into my life, you are creating something. You're, you're creating. See, some of you right now, God, you're carrying a dream that God has created inside of you, and you can't get away from that dream. Listen to me. Follow what God is speaking to you in your life. This is why listening to God is so important. requires us to move to a new place where God has us right where he wants us, where he can speak into us. Would you bow your heads today as we pray? You know, if you're here today and you've never accepted Christ into your life, I want you to know that Jesus Christ loves you. You're not here by accident. I know somebody might have invited you, but this is much bigger than that. This is a moment that God wanted you to be here. You would hear how much God loves you. And right there at your seat, you can say, some of the most powerful words that have ever come out of your mouth. Just say, Jesus, I give up trying to run my life. I am a sinner. And I've been trying to figure out my life on my own without you. And I realize today my need for a Savior. I ask you to come into my life and be my Savior. Be my Lord. I thank you that you died on the cross for my sins. That you have an incredible grace, mercy in you. And I receive it today. I receive you into my life. Father, I pray today that you would awaken something inside of all of us. God, that we would see and understand that you desire to create things inside of us. That you desire to call things out that are a part of us moving into the destiny that God called us to be. That you've created for our lives. God, we know that just one word from you can calm the storm. God, we know that just one word from you can turn the lights on in this planet. God, would you speak into our lives? Would you teach us to listen to you, to hear your voice? Father, we love you today. God, I pray blessing and strength over every person here today, God. In your holy name. 
Thank you for listening. For more messages and information about Creekwood Church, visit us at creekwoodchurch.com.